Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So this is interesting. I'm reading a little book by a scientist that is an expert that has actually been called in front of uh, congressional committees to testify on his expertise. Okay. It's on climate. And his expertise is on the damage caused by major storms. Okay. And interestingly, when you hear it on the media, oh, yeah, you know, hurricanes are causing more and more damage every year. Well, intuitively, you think, okay, well, inflation is, you know, a big factor in that, right? Because the price of everything goes up. So right. 10 years ago, a hurricane, you know, destroyed 10 homes. It might have cost, say, say, you know, 2 million bucks, and now it's 5 million bucks. Well, so intuitively, you think of that. But this guy, this guy goes into way more details. And interestingly, he answers all the other climate change questions. His answer is, yes, climate change is real. Yes, climate change is really, CO2 is a problem. He, he is on board 100% with climate change and the IPCC. What he is not on board in is the, 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 the fact that they say climate change is causing storms to have more damage uh, damages because of climate change every year. <laughs> and he's done the research literally down to the building codes. Uh -huh. Okay. The major reason more, there's more damages because of hurricanes hitting landfall is not because there's more hurricanes. He's got the chart in his book. It's because there's more people living in the path of hurricanes right, and exactly. the changes. <laughs> it's, it's just economic development. For example, I was born in Tampa, Florida. Okay. In, in the late 1960s, when we would go to Clearwater Beach as a family, there was one hotel and like two restaurants, and that's it. You go to Clearwater Beach now, it's like a it's like a tourist town. It's crazy. Yeah. That's that's what this guy is saying. Exactly. And then the hurricane comes through and knocks out that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the yeah, fact exactly. that we put more houses up and more buildings up in the path of the hurricane. It has nothing to do with the fact that there yeah. were 10 hurricanes instead of one. Exactly. So the, hur the hurricane blows through and knocks over the one hotel back then, you know, and they say, oh, it right. costs uh, $3 million to clean it up. Now it comes through, it tears everything down. They go, look, $100 billion in damage. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, there it's was climate nothing change there is the problem. No, it's not. We <sighs> built 100 million hotels in that area. <laughs> that's crazy but see just that alone to try to explain that to someone they're going to tell you no jim i i heard it climate change is the problem it's the problem it's yeah crazy. And he, so he writes this book and uh and he's like he's like cut off from the media he, you know the other scientists <laughs> in the community are calling him a hack now he's like look i'm, I'm on your side i believe climate change is real <laughs> I'm just saying it's not the way you're saying it. That's all. I know. It's insanity, man. Yeah. All right. So with this document here, this was the Article 173 of the French Energy Transition Law. Um, did you want to go over any more of this or move on to? Uh, nah, it's basically, they enacted a law forcing companies, uh, you know, to to disclose all these ESG, uh, what they're doing to save the planet and all this stuff. Um 
And go back up to the table real quick. And just take a look at this real quick. Oh, yeah. So the reporting initiatives, the terms of decarbonization, it's not only shareholder engagement, but green investments. You have to invest in green investments. That's <laughs> listed all over here. Um, a green bond fund, you have to put money there. <laughs> so these are just sample corporations like AXA Corp, uh, which yeah. is an insurance company. Except, yeah, so the insurance uh, company has it. to make green investments, yeah. Yeah. All right, so now we're getting into some BIS stuff, Bank for International Settlements. This is um, now, okay, so the audience knows some of this stuff came from lengthy documents. You guys know about this because I found you documents that are like 1,200 pages. I mean, so Jim, some of this stuff you broke up. Uh, like this is 31 uh, pages, but this starts with like uh, part three or something. So this was something where you find it, you pull a piece of the document out. So this is CBDCs, an opportunity for the monetary system. Uh, now let's see how they labeled it: an opportunity <laughs> for the monetary system. Yeah, yeah. So they they highlight the Fed now proposal in the U.S., uh, which is the one that's running right now. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, demands on retail payments are changing with fewer cash transactions and a shift towards digital payments, in particular since the start of COVID nineteen pandemic. Okay, I want to stop right there. Okay, we may not get through this whole document. But go back up. No, no. No, I was go just going to look to see what, what the chart was. Yeah. All right. So highlight that. Demand on retail payments are changing with fewer cash transactions. Folks, this is coming from the BIS. This is an outright lie. All right. So pull up a web browser. We're going to do this on the fly. I think I sent you the graph, but just pull up a web browser. Okay, type in uh, St. Louis Fed uh, cash in circulation. All right, click Is that. It here? Yep. All click right, that. folks, we're doing this on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this now this goes back to 1917. Look in the upper right hand corner there. You got two boxes with dates. The box on the left, 1917. Click that. Click in the box. All right. Yep. Scroll forward in the on the decades there. Keep going. Okay. Go all the all the way to 2020. 2020. All right. Right there, 2019. Okay, so that's fine. So now click January. All right. There we go. Now, folks, this is Cash currency in circulation in the, in the United States. Remember, the, the BIS just told us that cash transactions are going down in uh, since COVID. Right? This is cash and in, in the currency in circulation. It was at one point eight billion dollars at the in January of twenty twenty, basically the start of COVID. And where's it at now? Put your cursor over the line on the far right. It'll tell us the exact amount on the far right, not left. 2.29 billion. So it went from 1.8 billion to 2.3. That's higher in my book, not lower. Yeah, and this is what we were talking about uh, oh, a couple times I've asked you about this, about the cash in circulation, and you said there was a rise in cash. Uh, th yeah. uh, this is where you pull this from. So let's you could... Some, yeah, let's do some quick math. 2.3 uh, divided by 1.8 is, is what? It's going to be up about 30, 35%. 
30, 40%. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so wait, this is St. Louis Fed, and this is representative of what, cash and circulation across the U.S.? It could be global. Um, the currency, there is currency held in other countries. They have to hold dollars to buy oil, remember? We just read that. Right. Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not actually crazy because you do you do find them uh, outright lying in a lot of documents. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Hey, we can scroll down a little little further here. See, so go back up to that first chart on the left. Use of cash in daily transactions is falling. In the U.S., they have it uh, going from 30 down to about 17%. uh, But look at Japan. It's still 75% of retail transactions are cash. The EU is about the same. Yeah, but but here's the the other question I have for you, right? So let's just take this in the way that someone who doesn't study this would look at this. If they tell you that cash transactions are going down, right? So let's say you believe that. Well, it, it would make sense because over the last 30 years, we've introduced credit cards, debit cards, yeah. Apple Pay, Square, Venmo, right. PayPal, and all of these other things that are really just digital transactions, right? So the case they're going to make is now, let's get rid of the paper dollar and create another digital uh, form of money, right? I mean, that's that's simple case they're trying to make Mm -hmm. Uh, from what you've seen. That's that's what it is? Yeah, it says at the top of the graph, says cash use falls and digital payments rise. CBDC projects are moving ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the case they're going to make is because they're saying less people use paper. Therefore, we're going to go completely digital. So how do you combat that? How do you fight them? Use cash. Exactly. And it's safer. Right. By now, it is clear that cryptocurrencies are speculative assets rather than money. By design, I said that from day one, Bitcoin came out. Mm-hmm. It's indoctrination. It's getting people used to cryptos and wallets and all this crap, knowing that CBDC is really going to take over. Uh, And in many cases are used to facilitate money laundering, ransomware attacks, and other financial crimes. Um, Can you go up to this file uh, at the top of the PDF and do file properties? Uh, What are you looking for here? The very top of the Adobe, do file properties. Yeah. This file was created in... We're 2021, okay? It was created uh, June 21st of 2021. Now, I think my the modification was me because I highlighted stuff, right? But it was created in June of 2021. Okay, but you can close that out. When did uh, FTX happen? <laughs> uh, what, one year later? Yeah, they're telling you Crypto is to facilitate money laundering. What was FTX? Exactly. Money laundering. Uh, the other thing is, like I pointed out to people, the only ones doing the money laundering are them. So, right. <laughs> which, which they don't really need to launder money because when you control the 
uh, prosec- uh, prosecutorial system and the judicial system, you don't get in trouble for money laundering. But uh, right, and, no, and, I, and so they they say this too. Bitcoin in particular has few redeeming public interest attributes when also considering its wasteful energy footprint. Folks, that you have to laugh because the entire carbon credit technocrat uh, energy footprint is the biggest footprint of all. Well, what do you think that footprint is going to be when everyone is operating on the equivalent of a Bitcoin or everyone is operating in the world on the equivalent of Ethereum? What, what is and that smart footprint going to be? are everywhere and mo- cameras are everywhere and carbon uh, sensors are everywhere. But the, but the funniest thing now is what is the percentage, if they're going to complain that a cryptocurrency has a wasteful energy footprint of which let me just say i'm glad that you pointed out there that uh you had said this whether in private life or whatever that crypto was a giant scam from day one i'm glad to hear you say because i used to say that on all the podcasts i was on and i would take beatings from my libertarian friends who were all jumping on board with bitcoin from day one and i said guys what the hell are you talking about this thing is going to bring freedom and liberty it's built on something called a blockchain it's chaining you to a block they tell you in the name exactly what they're doing second off you need to scan in your driver's license give me your social security number coinbase which is the largest wallet it it tells you that they're giving your information to the irs there's nothing free about this system For and me, everything it's even online easy. It's even can simpler. be tracked everything online is tracked everything is tracked for me it's even simpler if that is a true decentralized currency how do i get it when there's no electricity yeah exactly no internet no internet it's digital even. yeah there's no internet i can't get it yeah, no internet. If I have you can't cash get it. in my wallet or in a safe or somewhere buried in the backyard, I can always get it. Exactly. No, and that's what I used to say back then too. What happens when the internet goes down, or what happens when the electricity? Right. What happens when you wake up one day and you go to log into one of your various uh, digital wallets, j- just like if it happened with Chase or TD Bank or anything, and and it's gone. And 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 who are you calling? You're a state attorney general. You're going to dude, I had 0.0175% of a Bitcoin in my wallet. What's he going to say to you? I mean, it's seriously. It's the same thing as keeping all your cash in the bank. If they have a bank holiday and all the banks are closed, what are you going to do? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's so true. And I just couldn't believe the people friends of mine and i know these weren't shills they were actually falling for it back then and i said they're driving you into more this is going to be the test pilot for what's eventually going to become this back then okay was it 20 years ago people were talking about a one world currency they were complaining about the amero it was going to be the american mexico dollar combined and then all of a sudden those same people were jumping on board with bitcoin and i said this is the beginning this is the test pilot of the amero this is the test pilot of the one world currency how could so you not to say end it? all the argument to yeah. end the argument on bitcoin whether or not it, it, it was not created by some unknown japanese dude okay <laughs> no. <laughs> and the reason i know this is because i have seen and i have in my my possession the white paper written on cryptocurrencies in like 1996 and it was written by the nsa mm-hmm. i think i sent it to you 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen it before. I mean, it's you're hundred <laughs> percent true. And, and just like I brought up, you know, you take Bitcoin and then you take Ethereum, which is the second largest one in Ethereum is the base protocol for web three metaverse, all that stuff that's coming that people are freaked out which about. Is DARPA. Yeah. All exactly. All built on Ethereum. You've got Peter Thiel involved with Ethereum. You've got all these central banks involved with Ethereum and consensus, the company building on Ethereum. So what all of a sudden Vitalak Buterin, who was the co-founder known as the founder of Ethereum, he went from being a guy who wanted to free you and break the banks and break the governments to the guy working with the banks and the governments. I mean, come on folks. You can like, how could you even believe this? Yeah. So so look, okay. Just like, you know, there's a lot of people that want a particular politician to rescue them in the White House as though they can control. And that whole psyop that happened with a certain letter of the alphabet over the past few years, you know, where the military is going to come in and rescue everybody. You, you, you can just, again, that's something you can destroy in 10 seconds. You know, a friend of mine is all over. Oh, don't you think the military is going to come in? I, I, said, I said, look, okay, let's assume you're right. The military goes in. And they arrest everybody in Congress, everybody in the legislative branch, everybody in the executive branch, everybody in the judicial branch, everybody in all the major three-letter agencies in D.C. Then they have to arrest every state governor, every state legislator, and then they have to do it in every country around the world. Then what? Exactly. That's what I always say. Then what? Okay. But people like to have a hero, a rescue, because they don't want to do anything. Most people are lazy. And it's not a knock on people. It's just human beings. It's human nature. I'm not saying somebody's lazy. You know, that's that's a, a, a the flaw in their their character. It's most people by human nature are lazy. They don't they don't want to do the work. You know, people that want to you know get fit, or you know they know they they know they have to go exercise. They know they have to change their diet and stop eating pasta. You know, ten pounds of pasta every night or fifty cookies. They have to eat a salad and a bunch of vegetables. People know this. You don't, it doesn't take some diet plan. It doesn't take some, but they want hope and a rescue plan, if, if you will, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Currencies are the same way. They want Bitcoin as a rescue currency. Folks, this technocratic system is going to require work. You're going to actually have to get up and do something. And it's not a lot of work. Use cash is not hard. Get a local bank is not hard, but it is get off the couch, turn off the TV. Yeah, you're going to have to change your habits is really what it's about. Yeah. It's, And that's right. why I keep saying it's you, you write down again, you write down the goals and then you write down where you are today. You have to be honest with yourself and then you have to figure out how you're going to get from where you are today to how you're going to reach those goals. It's the same thing you with a life plan, with a financial plan, cannot. with a business plan. Yeah. yeah. You've got to same- take control of your life. You've got to take control of your family and what's going to happen to you. You cannot hope that somebody's going to rescue you. Yeah, and I think if we take it also from the perspective, uh, because you've been involved, you've worked for yourself, you've been a CPA, you're involved with this stuff, just like what we talked about earlier, you're in the oil and gas royalties business. When you started deciding that you were going to get into this with two feet in and you were going to personally invest in it and you were going to start putting packages together and selling it to people, you did all this work, right, to figure out and make sure, to double check, even though you always assumed it was a scam and 
a grift. You said, I got to make sure that they're not going to replace uh, fossil fuels by 90% with windmills and solar before I jump two feet into this. Well, That's part of well, building out your different. business plan and understanding it. Yeah, it was it was kind of like that. I mean, originally it was I was, you know, as a financial advisor and I realized after 0809 that Wall Street was a casino and I couldn't beat the casino nor could my clients. We were just going to get hosed every decade or so. And and you couldn't beat them. So I looked for a better mousetrap and I found royalties. And for a while I was managing royalties for hedge funds and endowments. I was I was managing them. I was I was, you know, finding the the right deal for them. Uh, brokering transactions, if you will. And then a few years ago, um, you know, a friend of mine and now, you know, partner, we had all this supply of really good royalties were coming straight from the source, not brokered deals. So we were, we were finding organic actual people that want to, that own them now that want to sell. And so when we made the decision to, hey, look, I think there's a, I, I actually came to him and said, I think there's a huge market for people, an appetite for people that want something better than Wall Street or equally as good as Wall Street in terms of rate of return. That's also a legacy asset that can provide for their, their, their children and maybe even grandchildren. I think there's a huge appetite for that. So let's figure out a way that we can buy these deals for ourselves and then you know put a little markup on it and sell it to investors directly but before we do that i got to make sure that this green crap which really ramped up in the last you know three or four years because i sold my practice in 2010 the first started getting the royalty in 2010 you hardly heard any of this esg stuff it didn't really, it really went around right so i didn't care about it back then but a couple of years ago and bringing you know this to investors directly yeah i had to go do all this homework to make sure that it, it was not going to be a scam, not, you know, oil and gas wasn't really going to go away, that my own personal investments, you know, weren't going to go to nothing either. That's how it all, that's how I came. Yeah, about no, to, no. And I was going to say, and, and that's all fantastic. And that's what I'm saying to people. So the process you went through, which this is all part of your, you know, your business plan and your investment strategy. It's the same thing people have to do in their personal lives. You start to figure out what your right. goal is 10 years from now, where you want to be in 2030. So you're, you're ready to land in that goal by 2030. When these guys are going to have most of this structure built by 2030, then they have another goal, which is 2050. But you need to start doing the research and educate yourself. And I look at it as if I have a dream of building a homestead in West Virginia, there's so many things that I have to check off the list to make sure that that property is going to fit. Just like you told me you had a, a checklist of how you guys choose the properties where you're buying mineral rights. It's the same yep. thing. I, I'm looking for property in West Virginia where the county is unrestricted, meaning I could build whatever the hell I want on that property. I want to know, can they change that or is that locked in? There's so many different different pieces because every one of those things you hit you're going to see okay there's a risk that's the risk that's the risk and by the time you're done you can start to weigh yeah. the risks and the rewards and the pros and the cons and you may figure out you know what i'm not going to west virginia screw it now i got to start over i got to look for tennessee but the well, more you understand that's coming point, by 2030 I mean, the more you can build at, realistic you got to go look at where's the chemical plants right if you saw the documentary the devil we know Yep. which is the same story that the the movie Dark Waters was based on, but the actual document documentary, the actual real story, the devil we know, okay, the river in West Virginia was poisoned by Dow Chemical. It was either yeah. Dow or DuPont. I can't remember. It might have been DuPont. It was DuPont, one of I think, yeah. Yeah. So you got to go do the homework there. You can't rely on the realtor 
finding you land to do that homework. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now, that, if that's, you're not going to have animals that might be drinking in the stream on the property you're looking at, maybe you don't care. Exactly. And that's why I've told the audience too, like one of the things I'm going to be working on in 2024 is I'm going to, I'm going to get certified in uh, permaculture and horticulture. I mean, there's other things I can turn those and monetize those. I can talk about that stuff on the show. It all fits into my personal brand. But also, once we start to do this, what do you think? I'm going to show up at five acres and the next thing you know, I, I know how to farm a piece of land by myself. Like I just go out there and I'm going to start farming three acres without knowing what the hell I'm doing. So it's like, yeah. these are all the things you have a dream in your head. I hear so many people say this, like, I'm going to get five acres out here but they don't really understand what they're getting into and you may decide once you understand all this whoa that's maybe that's not for me so maybe now what i've got to do and this is something that i was talking to farmer carol about we'll talk about it on the show here that's our farmer she was saying if she did it all over again uh her csa business over the years she had met a lot of multi-millionaires that wanted to come in and actually invest in her farm and she said and then i could have brought in a lot more cash built it out a lot more but kept it you know totally uh in harmony with nature which is always her thing because these guys wanted access for their families to a ton of food they wanted to be able to make a profit off the farm so you may say okay I don't want to necessarily run the homestead, but if I can get the land, can I bring an organic farmer in who leases for me and trade for getting free food? It's just like you said, you got to get off the couch and actually start to work on this stuff. Like you can't just dream about it because nobody's coming to save you and it's not going to get done unless you actually do it. Right. And there's not a one, one size fits all solution. No, and that, and that's the big thing, you know, with folks out there too. A lot of people yell at, you know, whether they're yelling at Mike or they're yelling at Glenn Beck or they're yelling at you or me. You know, what's the solution? Well, our goals are different. You know, like Jim's talked about, he he might be looking at Tennessee. If I'm looking at West Virginia, well, right there, we can't have the same plan because we're talking about different geography to begin with. So everyone's right. going to have different. Now, I would assume most people that listen to this type of show or listen to uh, Mike Moore or whatever. It might be similar. You, similar. you may have similar goals because you realize that you want to escape this scheme, this scam, live outside the technocracy as much as possible. And then all of us are in, in different financial circumstances. So again, I've said it, look, if I did my life different, I had $10 million, I was independently wealthy, I would go full Amish. I literally would cash out all my money and I would go up to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I would beg the Amish folks to let me live with them. Unfortunately, that's not the way I and rock and roll. Yeah, use that. <laughs> That's why I would have my cash. I'd deal with the inflation. I'd have a bag of uh, bars of gold and another bag full of cash. I'd go to the office and I'd There's say, "Can I go my farmers market money for Saturday?" <laughs> right there. <That's> <laughs> I know it's crazy when you see the local farmers running credit cards on a Square app, isn't it? Yeah, Augustine Carstens, track that. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, program that yeah well they want to man so uh so then um here let me just go back we'll finish up a l just a little bit on here and then we'll close this out for today because jim has uh has to work as well folks believe it or not <laughs> yeah actually uh and this week's always the week that i, I dread because i got to do continuing ed for my to keep my cpa license current 
Yeah. So that's fun. So anyway. what? So so with this BIS document, I mean, should we just leave this till next time and not go through all this right now? I we just think so. We got another thirty pages or so um, here. So why don't we just pause it right here and we'll pick up. We won't start with the graphs again. We'll just pick up right there and just go. Okay, and then uh, yeah, because this one. Um, you know, this one is great. All the stuff that comes out of the BIS, and we'll just end with this too, so people understand. I've mentioned it on the show, and you have. BIS is really the head of the snake, the tip of the spear when it comes to uh, comes to all of this stuff, because they are the bank for the central banks. For it's not just the bank for central banks. They have sovereign immunity, and we're going to read their immunity document. On oh, you've got that in here? Oh, okay. So you know what? We'll open up tomorrow's show with that immunity document. Let's start with that before we start diving into all this stuff. I think it's important because that's what people need to understand is the groups that are actually behind this. And as you said, we just looked at that document that came out of the Biden administration, which all the details inside there come right from the BIS. Uh, and then yeah. this way, people will start to understand where the real power is, where it's all concentrated. But interestingly, you wouldn't know that unless you read these reports. It's in these BIS and UN documented reports, but it's not covered on the media. So you would have no idea that did not come from the legis the 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 judicial the legis executive branch in this country. You would have no idea. No, you wouldn't. And the, and the thing is, that's, that's so amazing with this stuff is where people, you know, call it a, you know, people would say it's a conspiracy theory, but I always say it's not even a conspiracy. A conspiracy is more than two people meeting in a room in secret, you know, planning out something where they're going to achieve a common outcome. This stuff isn't in secret. It's right out in the open. It's just because Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow or whoever you're listening to or whatever isn't covering it, but it's all actually available. It's just the issue is I know the regular person, the average person out there isn't going to go do what you did <laughs> and go delve They're, into this and find 5,000 documents. Exactly. So, so all the major talking points that came out at the end of COP27 in late November, I think, right? All what John Kerry said and and and. Macron at France, all everything they said. I read those exact phrases and those exact words in a BIS documented document dated January of 2020. Yeah, and see, that's what I was talking about with those governors of the central banks sitting on the panels where they just use the bumper sticker slogans and they use the bullet points. And when you go down the panel, every one of them sounds like a carbon copy robot of the person who talked before because they don't know anything other than the talking points they they're don't. getting from the BIS or the talking points they're getting from the UN Climate Council. That's all they're operating on. So they start to, over the course of one hour, they run out of material. So someone will say, it's an inclusion system of inclusion. We must include everyone. And then it goes to the next person and they talk for a they sentence. Start, they start get talking in and go, circles like inclusion uh, the current, system the of inclusion. Vice President of the United States. <laughs> yeah. And they have no idea what's going on. All right, Jim, uh, one other question for you because I had some people reach out. If there are people that are interested in talking to you, uh, about your oil and gas stuff. I know I've said to people, join pain.tv slash gold, and then I can give you Jim's bio, but is there a website or email for business if people want to reach out to you uh, directly? 
Yeah, there is an email. I'll I'll give it to you privately, and then you can just give it to them. I don't want to give it out to all thousand, two thousand people that are listening. Oh, you're not ready to rock and roll on a big level yet. It's not that I'm not ready to rock and roll. I just don't want to. I don't have time to deal with wasting time. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually, when you guys have your new uh, brand and new site and everything, are you going to uh, publish? Well, it we have even? a basic website now, and we ha- it's basic on purpose. So anybody that does find it and go there, it's by design because we don't want to give away any of our secret sauce to anybody in the industry. So it's very basic. Right. So purpose. you're ba- yeah. So you're basically doing all, like a lot of one-on-one networking, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all referrals. Every, it, we have never done any marketing. It's all referrals. Yeah. Um, but I'll give you my my business email privately, and you've got my cell number. Anybody that reaches out asking for interest in oil and gas, feel free to give those to them, and yeah. then I'll, I'll I'll deal with them one on one. But I don't want to give it out to a thousand people at once. Okay. All right, that sounds good. You start getting a bunch of questions on CBDC and the BIS and all that. And they need to listen to your show, not email me. Well, if people want to bother you on the CBDC stuff, they could do that over at pain.tv slash gold. It, uh, that's the place to shoot you stuff on this. But uh, Yeah, and I don't no. even really go into there that often. I mean, this is in detail. If they just watch your show uh, and look at the documents, that are, they're all highlighted, folks. And we did the homework for you. So yeah, you might have yeah. questions. That's cool. You might want a, an opinion here, an opinion there. That's cool. But you know, you, there's no need to bombard either either Dustin or myself with a, a million questions. We've done the work for you. I, I know, and I have to be honest with the audience. I love everybody. The first couple of months of the show, I used to answer questions on like Telegram and Twitter and email and over at pain.tv slash gold. I was like, oh, I love all you guys. Yeah, anything you want to know. Uh, the last couple of months, it's gotten so big. I apologize, but I can't even get back to anybody, even people that I had built relationships with. I'll open up my uh, email or, you know, it's like there's like hundreds every day. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. And and people send me really good stuff, uh, articles yeah. and things I haven't talked about. So this would be great to cover. Now, if it's something that another podcaster covered, I don't really jump on it because they already covered it. If they did a good job, that's great. Let them let them cover that. But if they send yeah, me and, like and, things. And, they find that are interesting i'll I'll take a look at yeah that kind of stuff is 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 neat to see but you know we end up getting the same questions but you get it from 500 people and it takes a lot of time so it's not that we're trying to be mean or rude to anybody it's just we don't have time so the best thing is if you you know is to go through this and maybe at some point we can look at all right we've got the same question or similar question asked 100 times we'll talk about it on a show yeah definitely all right jim well thank you very much uh we appreciate it and i guess you said you want to record uh one more tomorrow while you're still on break all right tomorrow yep that sounds fantastic thank you very much we really do appreciate it ladies and gentlemen please leave us a five-star review at apple podcast if you like the show a lot of people have been doing that and it really does help drive us up the rankings you could join us at pain.tv slash gold for less than nine dollars a month get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast as well as the thomas Payne podcast and access to a facebook like website and mobile application where you can connect with like-minded folks like 
gym. You guys can educate each other, share information. There's a lot of different groups on there, just like Facebook. People are talking about farming, homesteads, all that kind of good stuff. And if you'd like to, you can leave a donation for the show at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold right here at the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold.